It's always a special day in the life of the church when we can remember those who have so faithfully loved us and loved Christ as well as to celebrate Holy Communion together. But I will confess to you as your pastor, I also get a little bit excited on this day, this one day out of the year, uh, when I get an extra hour to preach. And it... No? Oh. No wonder the emails and calls last year. Okay. This is just 101. This, this is the basics. We're going through the catechism of our new denomination on Wednesday nights. And what we have here uh, in this prayer, this cry from Lamentations, is just 101 basic reminders of who God is and what he will do. But on a day like uh, today, it's good to rehearse those. We don't have as much time because it's a communion Sunday. I, I preached on Lamentations back in September of 2020. If you want to go back and get a little bit more background on that book, you can go there for that. But today, we're just simply going to review uh, the basics. Because sometimes the basics can, can, be, can be hard to hold on to, or sometimes we, they just slip our grasp when we're in a difficult season, when we're in a spiritually dry season, or maybe we're in a frenetically paced season, or we need to talk about it too when you talk about the book of Lamentations. Maybe we're in a season of, of temptation or a season of consequences because of choices uh, we've made. And so we just want to go back and see what was shared here uh, what, what are the basics of how you deal with grief and loss? What are the things we are to remember to be about and to remember who God is on this day? And so I'd, I'd encourage you this afternoon or sometime this week, go back and read chapters 1 and 2. They really set up what we get in chapter 3. These are very sweet words. These are wonderful reminders of the activity of God, but, but to really appreciate them, to really understand uh, their weight, you need to go back and read not just the background of the book, but chapters 1 and 2, where you're going to find, in these first couple of poems in Lamentations, you're going to find words like this, phrases like this. There was none to comfort, groaning, afflicted, rejection, have become a filthy thing, without mercy, dishonor, disowned. My eyes are spent with weeping. My enemies rejoice over me in darkness without any light. My soul is bereft of peace, and I have forgotten what happiness is. These are difficult passages, and just to to, we wonder who this author is. Many of us have ideas who it might be, but it's in that season where, where there's great sorrow over what's happening to the people of God, and it's because of the choices of the people of God. And you look at what's shared here, and maybe you can say to yourself, I've, I've been through that season or I'm in that season. Maybe you're in a season where you didn't get the answer you wanted for yourself or for a loved one. Or maybe you're just continuing to grieve and struggle with loss. Or maybe it's just so busy right now and I don't have any moments or time with God or with, with those who can encourage me. Or again, maybe, sadly, we're in a season of, of being tempted to play with sin. This book does not minimize those things. 
It deals directly with here's what, here's what God can do in the midst of struggle and hurt as well as what he can do to redeem us out of sin. And so what do we see here? What are these words? And again, you've got the heaviness of chapters 1 and 2. Now just at the beginning or earlier in chapter 3, we get these, these wonderful words and responses from God. His mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. But we're here in verse 55, this cry from this author. He, he had called out to God from the depths of the pit. So I hope this word, as we see here today, even though it's 101 stuff, maybe it's a word for you today where you are, or maybe it can be a word that you can, you can share with somebody in a time of struggle. But I also would say this as we dive into this, as we read these verse, verses, when he's talking about who God is and what he will do, it's interesting to me that he speaks of it in the past tense. And sometimes we'll find the prophets doing that. Uh, Even though Isaiah says God can do something new, he talks about God's faithfulness in the past. So maybe he's recalling events of the past. Maybe that's what's going on. But maybe this author is so sure of God's help that he can speak in the past tense. This is going to happen. It's like it's already happened. Because I know you will show up in the midst of whatever I'm going through. If I'm in a season of dryness, if I'm in a season of hurt, or if I've been running from you, it's just like you to show up and to speak and to move and to reach. So let's celebrate. And we're going to work backwards this morning, starting at the end of our reading, verse 5961. What do we see here of the activity of God? Verse 5961. You have seen, you have heard. Come on. Who really sees you? Who really knows you? In the crazy speed in which we live, how often are we really seen and known? Maybe sometimes we just get on social media and post what we post just simply to say, will somebody recognize me, notice me? And here you have this author saying, God sees, God hears. The psalmist reminds us in Psalm 115, those other gods may have eyes, but they don't, have, they don't see. Those other gods may have ears, but they do not hear. But the Lord God, who's over all, the sovereign one, the one who is transcendent, he still knows everything that's going on in your life. He's listening to that in the midst of hurt or the midst of chaos, of rushing everywhere, even if we're fighting temptation or, like I said earlier, playing with sin. Certainly the psalmist also says that, that, that if we cherish sin or we cherish iniquity in our hearts, it could be that the Lord won't listen. But any time a human heart repents, any time we turn to the Lord, God is quick to hear. It's a good word for us. We may not always sense it. We may not always feel it in our hurt or in our struggle and the chaos of life, but the reminder here is you are seen and known by God. I saw a video this week of a comedian, and he was talking about going golfing with his friend David. And when he got back from golfing, his wife said, well, how's David doing? He says, I guess okay. Okay. I mean, you re- I mean he just went through, and I won't name what it was, but... He's just gone through this major hurt in his life. He's gone through this major moment in his life. How's he really doing? 
I, I guess okay. You didn't ask him about it? Well, no. How long did y'all golf? About four hours. Let me get this right. You were in a cart with him for four hours. You don't know anything new about David. You didn't get anything out of his life. He's got a new putter. <laughs> we can just race by and not deal with the real stuff. And uh, what a good word that the Lord sees. The Lord listens. Pour out your hearts to him. Know that he is watching over you. Verse 58, walk, walking backwards up, he redeems. He redeems. If we need encouragement, if we're feeling lonely, if we're in the midst of loss, if we need his filling, or if we're turning back to him in repentance, we're reminded here our God is a God, especially as we're about to receive this meal uh, this morning. That he is a God who's gifted all to us so that we might be bought back. That we might be redeemed. That he might make things right. He sees, he hears, he redeems. Going back up to verse 57. And he speaks. And it's a word God says to his people all the time. It's a word Jesus routinely said to his disciples. Wherever you are in the midst of that, you don't have to fear so often when we experience loss, so often when we, we're in the midst of rust, rushing from place to place, so often maybe when we've been lost to sin, it can be a wilderness-type experience. I shared this with you seven years ago, but I come back to this all the time, having gone to the Holy Land in 98 and was there in the Judean wilderness where you see just nothing. It's just rocks everywhere. Wilderness was not just a place that was physically barren, but it was also a place to under, that they understood as a place where wicked things would occur, as well as all kinds of demo, demonic activity. It's a place you never wanted to be, but unfortunately, God's people found themselves often there. And I remember being there in that wilderness, and our teacher saying that day, ever since Genesis 3, it's all wilderness. From New York City to Jackson, Mississippi, after sin had entered the world, it's all wilderness. But, read the Bible, it's where God comes and says the sweetest things to his people. They had sinned. They had earned the consequences they were receiving, and yet God comes if they would but turn. God comes and says a word you don't have to fear. In our loss, in our struggle, in our racing, maybe even in temptation, God will come and speak. Seek him in his word. Seek him in our prayers. Seek him in this meal. God is faithful to speak. Verse 56, and then we're done. Verse 56, he comes near. It's one of the things I, one of the great new ministries I love about our church is our life after loss ministry. All of us need a Naomi in our life. All of us need a Barnabas uh, in our life. And uh, on the first and third Wednesdays of every month, a group of those who are struggling with loss are coming together. God will always come near. And it's, it's a reminder to us to come near to one another. Um, that was David's prayer in Psalm 51. 
uh, in the midst of what he went through, and, and, and for him it was sin. He had been through tragedy before, and after tragedy and loss, what's the first thing he did? He got up and he went and worshipped. But also when he went through a season of temptation and falling in crazy ways in sin, it's the prayer. And what's the, what's, it's not just make me clean, it's don't go anywhere. Cast me not away from your presence, O Lord. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. If we repent, if we turn, God will come near. James says it clearly in his epistles. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I don't care what you feel. That's the truth of scripture and you can bank on it. Don't go anywhere, God. And because of our hurts, because of our brokenness, because of our running, love stepped out of heaven. Love stepped out of heaven and entered into our brokenness and our hurts. Even to the point that scripture says he was tempted in all things. He knows what we go through. God routinely comes near. And he's pointed us to that in this meal. That he will come near to us wherever we are. Wherever we are, if we'll turn to him, he'll come near. Let's pray about that. Almighty God, we trust your word this morning. It's a good word on a difficult day. As we think about those who have gone on to be with you, we still hurt. But we are confident in your care and in your grace and in your victory through Jesus Christ for them. And Father, we pray your Holy Spirit would meet us here in this meal. Father, if there have been places where we have been spiritually dry or we have been racing and we've missed you, help us to hear these words again, that if we cry from the pit, you will show up, you will speak, you hear, you listen, and you will redeem. Help us to turn to your Son now in these holy moments to remember him and to experience his presence and his healing anew. Amen.